0: Be careful about overcomplicating the onion architecture. Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and this is my podcast. Welcome. I want to thank you for being on an exploratory journey with me about all these ideas. I don't know <laughs> these things, I'm just trying to figure them out, and I'm exploring them and talking through them. On this podcast. Uh, so I just want to make that clear. Uh, before we get into the topic today, I want to talk about Grokking Simplicity. It's my book, it's in print now. You can get your copy mailed directly to you. If you go to Manning.com, you can buy it there. It's already available, they're already shipping them. I get notifications from people, you know, emailing me or tweeting at me that they've They've received their copy. But you can also get it on Amazon.com. I'm not sure if it will be available. Probably will be available by the time you hear this. I'm just not sure about the scheduling and when this comes out. But yes, it probably should be already available on Amazon. So order it there if that's where you like to get your books. Okay. The book, Grokking Simplicity, I should tell you a little bit about it. It is all about introducing someone to functional programming. So it's all about uh how to make pure functions, how to extract out pure functions from existing code and then the second part is all about once you have pure functions, you can start thinking in terms of higher order functions, abstracting common uh syntax and boilerplate from your code using higher order functions and then there's in the second part the second half of the second part is all about managing actions and the order and repetition of those actions so that you can deal with timing bugs and and make sure your software is operating correctly okay so please do check it out i've i just given a very high level overview this uh it's it's Every page is hand laid out by me so that it has, uh, it is optimally visually using every page so that you can, you know, get all sorts of cool diagrams in there um, and uh, really understand stuff visually. And I'll go over some of these things in a future episode, but right now, go check it out. You can see previews of the book on Manning.com. And uh, yes, thank you. Okay, let's talk about our topic today, which is the onion architecture and overcomplicating it. In Grokking Simplicity, uh, the the last chapter is all about uh, some some common architectures, and one of them is called the onion architecture. And very briefly, the onion architecture is a layered architecture, but You know, it's an onion, like the layers are circular instead of, you know, stacked uh, vertically. Uh, And the inner layer is your pure domain logic. And the outer layer is pure, meaning, you know, pure functions, immutable data, all that. And the outer layer is called the interaction layer. And this is where all of your, you know, actions go. It's where all your uh, impure stuff goes. Your reads from the database, writing to the database, hitting an external API—all that stuff goes in your interaction layer. And the layers only depend on stuff inside of them, so the uh, outer layer depends on the inner layer, and the inner layer is uh, is unaware of the outer layer around it. Okay, that's a very brief. Summary of the onion architecture, and in a lot of ways, it naturally happens that way when you're writing functionally and you're properly uh, layering stuff. Mostly because the actions spread. So if I have a function that calls an action, that function is an action, and any function that calls that one is also an action, right? So if you if you graph that out. The functions at the bottom that don't call actions, those are your calculations, those don't know about the stuff above them. And at some point above them is all actions, right? At some point above, like there's no more calculations because um, the, the, the actions spread up. And so you get this natural layering of your pure stuff and your more imperative. Procedural stuff up at the top. Um, so one thing that I see people doing is they they complexify it, they complicate it uh, because what uh, it's it's really hard for me to to, to explain. Uh, but I get questions like. Well, how do I have a calculation that needs to make a read from the database, or what if it has to make some decision based on what's in the database? And because calculations are often decisions, right? Or what you know, there it'll be something like, well, it needs some data, and then so we'll pass that data in as an argument to the calculation. And then the calculation might determine, hey, I need some more data, so can you fetch that for me? okay And so who fetches that because it can't fetch it because it's a calculation, but then the action you know above it like it has to exit and return that and you know it, it they it's it looks complicated. but if you do naturally stratify your code into actions at the top, calculations at the bottom. That's all the the onion architecture really is. It's just making this explicit, like how could this possibly work? So I'll give a simple example of of a of a web request and how this fits into the onion architecture. So in a web request, it uh, the web request arrives, so that is a an action. It arrives in your application, your interaction layer. Often, in a web request, you need to make a database read, right? So let's say it's some GET request for an entity that's stored in the database. So the interaction layer receives this web request and it validates it. And then it, which could be a pure function, right? But it's not really domain logic that is valid, right? Okay, maybe it is. Maybe it maybe it isn't. it depends on what you do. Uh, it depends on. It depends on whether you are validating it in terms of domain concepts. Okay, you might just validate it for stuff like. Uh, uh, is this in, you know, is this a valid UTF string? Right. That's probably not part of your domain it's like domain of it's computer concepts right if you're writing accounting software accounting does not have an idea of utf8 strings right um uh, accounting software deals with transactions and balances and um and amounts of money and stuff like that okay so you but you could validate it like oh a transaction has to have both a, a from account and a to account, so a debit account and a credit account, right? That is a domain concept. So that's that's domain validation. So you probably have to do both of these kinds of validation. Alright. Uh, so anyway, the validation happens, probably a pure calculation, and then it's going to fetch from the database. This is an action, so it belongs in the interaction layer. Okay, once that entity comes back, you have a piece of data. Now you might have to do some domain logic to it. Okay, you pass it as an argument to some function in your domain layer, your pure layer, your core, and it returns some answer. Right? Now you take that answer and you send it back as the response. That's also an action. Okay, so there's if you if you just listed the steps that the interaction layer took, that becomes like a script. This HTTP endpoint does these things: it fetches from the data. I'm sorry, it receives the request, it validates it, it uh, retrieves something from the database, it does some domain operation on it, and it returns the result of that operation as an HTTP response. Okay. It's a very simple script. That domain operation, though, that's where the, the important stuff happened.? Right? And that's all in, a, in your domain core, this pure calculation core. OK? Now what I see, like I said before, I, I get questions like, well, what if that domain operation decides it needs more data? Well, if it decides it it needs to fetch something from a database, if it does that, then it's not a pure function, and it's probably not a domain operation. Let me explain. So, Yes, you might have a way of returning a value that represents fetch me more data. You might have that. But and so you have those arrows pointing the right way. So you have this interaction layer pointing into the domain, and the domain, the the core, the functional core, uh, only return doesn't know about the interaction layer. It only returns stuff and there's you know, there's some contract that says this is how you interpret this data. It's like fetch me more data, right? And so the interaction layer will will do that, will obey. Right? And so you do have some sense of like the arrows are pointing in the right direction. The problem is, semantically, you violated the layers because that domain layer shouldn't know about databases. It shouldn't know about like this, there's other data that it might need. Right? It needs all the data it needs. Like, you need to pass it all the data it needs. And you might need to do, uh, you might need to do that logic of like deciding whether it needs more data. Either do it in the interaction layer or don't. Just pass both, pass both things in there. Whether it needs it, whether you know it needs it or not. Right. And the way you check is if it's a domain concept, is uh, is fetching more data a domain concept? Well, in accounting, no. There is no domain concept of "give me more data." That's not. That's not. Uh, that's not what accounting is about. Accounting, like I said before, has a list of concepts like account, debit, credit, uh, an amount of money, uh, a transaction. Uh, you know th- these kinds of things, and so if you need more data, like that, that's not really the right level of abstraction, right? It's not the right layer in which to code that up. Okay, so I wanna, I wanna um, take this idea and and push it a little bit further because what if you're if you're making a system like the domain core makes decisions like i need to make i need to go fetch more data or i need to make this api call or stuff like that if it's making those kinds of decisions then you're actually pushing all of uh, you're making like an interpreter in the interaction layer that knows how to deal with all these Actions that the domain layer needs. And in essence, you're making an effect system. You're pushing out all this responsibility of carrying out the actions into the interaction layer and deciding what actions to take is part of the domain layer. Okay? And just like I said on my previous episode, I think that what's happening there is you're not really doing functional programming, right? You're you're um, just def- you're doing procedural programming, but just deferring by one step when the actions happen, and so you're you're missing out on a bunch of the uh, the the benefit. And besides that, you're also mixing these semantic layers. The functional core of your system should not know about databases. It is not a domain idea. It shouldn't know about API calls. That's not a domain idea. Right? These are not uh, domain decisions. And likewise, they're. They're almost not even business decisions, right? They're just kind of, uh, you, you know, they're incidental to the way you have architected your system. The interaction layer has all that built in, okay? And by being on the outside, it is the thing that is easiest to change. Accounting does not change. It is, at least in its current modern form, hundreds of years old. And there's evidence that, you know, you could find some evidence like, oh, this, this uh, kingdom did it in, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years ago. But it wasn't, it was kind of it, but it wasn't as encoded as we have it today. Um, so in its modern form, accounting is hundreds of years old and likely. Well, it won't change. Not if you not by the same name. So we call it double entry bookkeeping. That system is not going to change. You might come up with a new accounting system that's better, but that will be a different system. Okay? So this double entry bookkeeping system, you can encode it once. It is timeless and it will never change. Okay? So your software, you know, as you're developing it, it's changing, but it's approaching an ideal representation of that domain. What changes are your business rules, those kinds of things? Those can also be pure functions, um, but on the outside, the interaction layer—what database you're using, what APIs you're accessing, what file formats you're using—you know all this stuff. Push that to the edges because that changes really quickly compared to accounting. Okay, so it's not just, you know, I kind of wish I had said this in the book. I know that you, there's always more to say about this, um, but this is really essential. It's not just about the arrows of what knows about what. It's also the semantic. What knows about what? Okay, it's not just like the call graph. It's also knowledge. It's also domain concepts, right? The accounting shouldn't know about HTTP. It shouldn't know about databases. It shouldn't know about API calls. Where, uh, what format you're storing your accounting data in? All that stuff is not important to the domain. Um, and so I, I think that the you know you could go in two directions, you know, just by the pure impure idea—the pure on the inside, impure on the outside—where the pure is like sending instructions to the impure, which actually executes them. That would be basically developing a uh, an effect system. But I think that semantically that is wrong. And what you want to do instead is the opposite, the driver is a very simple script, you know, you could call it procedural. It's just, you know, do this, then do that, then do that and the bulk of the important logic happens in the domain code. But again, make sure it's really a domain idea. Okay, it's not about. Um, it's more. I I think it's more about the the domain idea than about the pure versus impure parts of your code. Okay, I hope that helps. If if this was you know if you want to ask more questions about this, uh, I feel like this is a really important thing that I missed in the book. Because people are asking me a ton of questions about it and I I guess I figured it wasn't I I, I didn't see that this would be such a confusing thing. I'm not suggesting you develop an effect system where your your functional core is 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 driving the application layer, the uh, interaction layer, the impure part. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm suggesting the opposite, that the interaction layer is driving, but the important decisions and logic about your domain are in functional core. Okay, Thank you so much. Um, Please buy my book. Uh, I would really appreciate it. It would help support me and uh it took a long time to write and I don't know if I'll ever recoup all that you know the money that <laughs> I could the opportunity cost right the the money I could have uh earned if I hadn't been doing the book so uh it would it would really help me feel good even if I'll never recoup that money just to know that uh that people like the book so send me a message that. That you like it. And great. My name is Eric Normand. This has been my thought on functional programming. And as always, rock on.